Matthew chapter 24. This is a well-known passage that deals uh, with the tribulation uh, and that for Israel involves the whole world. It uh, uh, is for Israel's sake, if I could say that. Uh, the Bible said in the book of Jeremiah, I said in verse 30, Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. Uh, the book of Daniel talks about how that Michael the great prince standeth up for the people, for thy people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, everyone that shall be found written in the book. The Apostle Paul says in Romans 11, There is coming a time when all Israel shall be saved. Now you need to get something. This is not what I'm going to deal with tonight out of Matthew 24. But the church is not Israel, and Israel is not the church. Amen. There is a doctrine on replacement theology that all of the promises of Israel in the Old Testament pertains to the church today. And it does not. Uh, The Apostle Paul said, Give none offense neither to the Jew, to the Gentile, nor to the church of God. Uh, And so there is a division in that of people. Let's stand tonight, Matthew chapter 24, and I'm going to read one verse uh, and preach to you what God has given me tonight. Matthew chapter 24, in one verse, verse 12. The Bible says, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Heavenly Father, help us preach tonight. Uh, We thank you for saving and keeping us. I pray that you touch. Maybe somebody lost needs to get saved. Maybe somebody needs to draw close. I pray you do that tonight. I pray you'd help us because we certainly, certainly stand in need of you. And I pray you'll all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You be seated. As I said, this chapter deals, the doctrinal aspect of this chapter uh, deals in that with the tribulation of Israel uh, and the signs of the second coming of the Lord uh, Jesus Christ. And they asked the Lord about that over there. And if you look in verse 3, Uh, They wanted to know what was the signs of the end of the world and of his second coming. And so the Lord obliges them uh, and gives them an answer right here in chapter 24. Uh, He talks about their persecution that they're going to have to go through, how false prophets are going to come as though they're the Christ. Uh, He talks about how that that because of iniquity, love's going to wax cold. Uh, He tells us those that will endure until the end, the same shall be saved. Uh, I'm glad we don't have to endure, we just enjoy. Amen. Uh, I'm glad that we can enjoy salvation tonight, and I pray that you are. Uh, He talks about the abomination of desolation, spoken of Daniel the prophet, talking about the Antichrist, when he sets himself up, uh, and that as the king over in the temple. Uh, It talks about a time when Israel is supposed to run, And then we see the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'd like to draw just an application out of this verse, if I could, uh, in verse 12, on simply growing cold uh, on the Lord or on God. Now, I preached uh, years ago uh, a message on growing cold sitting on a church pew. 
Uh, and that is a very easy thing to do. And, and if you heard that message, you uh, might hear some things that I said before. I don't know. I don't remember what I said. I didn't go look that message up. I, I, I don't know. But I, I do know this, that in the day that we live in, uh, uh, I believe that folk are growing cold on God. Uh, what does the word cold mean? It, it's a very simple word. Uh, it means not hot. <laughs> it actually means not warm. Uh, you know, it's like the preacher had a lady come by and uh, shake his hand one time and said that was a warm message. And he thought, boy, I've done a good job. And the more he thought about that, the more he went home and he thought about it when he got home and uh, looked up that word warm and it said not so hot. So you can think about that. Please don't tell me I do a warm message. Amen. But being cold means not being warm or hot. It means frigid. But it means wanting passion or zeal. Or being indifferent or unconcerned. And not easily excited to motion or to action. Unaffected or spiritless. And so here he says, as, as, as those that because of iniquity, the love of many shall wax cold. And that word wax means to get bigger and bigger or to grow. Uh, he said because of that, they're going to grow cold. So let me ask us the question tonight, church. Uh, uh, are we growing cold on God? As, as a church uh, uh, and as an individual that is saved tonight... Uh, uh, how is your spirit uh, uh, toward the things of God? Uh, let me say here that he tells us in this verse, because of iniquity, because of sin, because of unrighteousness uh, that has slipped in or come in, uh, uh, he said that is what has driven uh, uh, the love of many to become cold and to grow cold. It may not be a big sin. You know, a lot of times, a big sin starts from a little sin. I'll guarantee you most people that quit God and most people that end up in some kind of vile sin, I never thought they would go there, never thought they would be there. But it started out with something little that drove them in that direction. And I've got a feeling... Uh, that for more of us than not, uh, it's always those little things uh, that get in our way and keeps us uh, uh, from drawing closer and closer unto God. I believe it was in the book of the Song of Solomon, chapter 2. Uh, uh, he said, take us the foxes, the little foxes uh, uh, that spoil the vines, for our vines uh, have tender grapes. He said, it's those little foxes uh, that get us. It's that little stuff. You know what keeps you from uh, being hot to be able to serve God and want to serve God? It's those little things a lot of times. Now I hope that you are serving the Lord. And maybe I'm just preaching to myself. I really had to deal uh, uh, with this message right here because there's some things lacking uh, uh, in my Christian life. And I begin to look at that and I begin to think about that. How did I get to where I'm at right now? Sometimes that's a scary thing to do. Uh, we don't like to look at what's got us in the situation uh, that we're in. 
But notice right here, the reason of growing cold uh, a lot of times has to do with iniquity or has to do with sin. Uh, uh, something has got between you and God. And sometimes it is life uh, uh, itself. Does life not get in the way sometimes? Every one of us sitting in here has been busy. How uh, We've had so much going on uh, uh, that, that we can't slow. Sometimes we're going to have to slow down. Uh, uh, that's why he said when we enter into the prayer closet to shut the door. That's to get away from the world. That's what he's talking about right there. I mean, I, I remember hearing Brother Roloff preach on that and uh, he, he talked about we, we get into the prayer closet and I find that to be true and then he said we don't shut the door. And I thought, boy, how true that is. Uh, we don't turn our cell phone off or put it to where we can't hear it and it goes ping, ping. And then our mind's over here. Well, reckon who that is. Or the phone will ring or we'll hear somebody pull up outside or think that somebody's pulled up outside so we got to quit and go see uh, what's going on. I, I'm going to tell us tonight that uh, church, sometimes uh, uh, we don't just get along with God like we should uh, uh, and that costs us some time with Him. It costs us some close time with Him. What's got in your way? Maybe it's been uh, doubt and fear in service to Him. Uh, maybe it's been bitterness or anger. Uh, I preached on that last week. Maybe it's been laziness and idleness. You know, there was a, a place in the Scripture uh, where it talks about that He went out to get those that would come and work for Him. Uh, uh, and even at the 11th hour, they were standing there idle. I'm going to ask you a very simple question that preachers has asked ever since I can remember sitting in church. Was there ever a time that you served the Lord more than you serve Him now? Has there ever been a time that you were more excited about serving God then than you are now? Has there ever been a time where you were excited about reading your Bible more and praying more than you are now? I can look back over time and I can answer that with a yes. I can remember times in my life where I was probably more excited then than I am now about doing some things for God. So we've got to work on that, you see. So what's been hindered? You know, uh, James tells us chapter 5, as he's talking about Elijah over there, uh, he talks about the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. He says it's an effectual prayer. That means that it'll work. That means he, uh, it'll get it done. You ever been around folk that if they prayed, it was probably going to get done? But he said the effectual fervent prayer. That word fervent uh, means hot and boiling, very warm, uh, uh, earnest, exciting, uh, and glowing. Hey, some people, I like to hear pray. I'll just be honest about it. I like to hear them pray. There's a couple reasons I like to hear them pray. One, I, I believe they're just talking to the Lord like they're talking to me and you. But two, I know their life. You understand what I'm saying? I know their life. I know what they're living and I, I just love to hear them pray because they uh, talk to God just like they're talking uh, to a friend but yet uh, uh, they're talking in faith. Do we do that when we talk to God? Do we talk to Him like a friend but do we come to Him in faith believing that He'll answer? Uh, I'll say the statement again just in case some of y'all haven't heard it. 
Uh, we give a 10 cent prayer a lot of times and want a million dollar answer. And I, I'm, I'm afraid of that in my own prayer life uh, is that it, it fails I, uh, because I just don't get in, as Matthew 6 says, and shut the door like I should. Don't you, don't, don't you, don't you love to talk to the Lord? I do. I love to talk, I just love to talk to Him. Most of the time I'm asking for help for something. I'm saying, Lord, I need some help here, help there. These folk need help. And I, I, I get tired of going to him like that. But I, I, I'm, I'm glad today that I know that he is there to give grace to help in a time of need. I'm glad there is uh, the throne of grace to go to. I'm talking about being excited and not uh, growing cold on Him. Don't grow cold uh, uh, in your daily Bible reading. Don't let something get in the way uh, of you reading your Bible. Don't get in, in, in something in the way of praying. In that daily Bible reading, Luke chapter 24, I, uh, how many of you, let me ask you this, how many of you have ever read your Bible uh, and was excited about what you were reading? I mean, it was exciting uh, uh, to read. It was exciting to see uh, what God was saying and uh, giving you something out of this Scripture and giving me something. Uh, and I thought about those disciples in Luke 24 that was on the road uh, uh, to Emmaus, those two disciples. Uh, uh, and when they went back and they recounted uh, uh, their, their account of being with the Lord as He walked with them, this is what they said. They said, did, our, did not our heart burn within us uh, uh, while He walked? with us by the way uh, and while he opened to us uh, uh, the scripture boy they were walking with the Lord they had a time of fellowship uh, and Jesus opened the scripture uh, and they said our heart uh, burned in us when's the last time your heart burned uh, uh, because of reading your Bible uh, I'm telling you what's been hindered uh, is our prayer life uh, uh, and our Bible reading uh, what's been hindered uh, uh, where we've grown cold is in our witnessing our witnessing have you ever been a witness for the Lord have you ever told anybody about the Lord what about a family member an acquaintance you ever talk to folk about the Lord Jesus? When's the last time? You know, the Bible said, He that winneth souls is wise. He that goeth forth weepeth and bearing precious seed shall come again, bringing his sheaves with him. When's the last time we've done that? He said, Because of iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold. When is it you just used to love to serve God? Whatever it was. Whatever you could do at the church, is happy to do it. Get up in the choir and sing, was happy to sing in the choir, happy to teach a Sunday school class, sing a special, uh, uh, if it was to hold the door or mop the floor, uh, run the vacuum cleaner. By the way, I found that video the other day of him running the vacuum cleaner. Amen. I got a video of Jeremiah running the vacuum cleaner up here. He can. Amen. When's the last time? When's, when's the last time? We're excited about doing something for God. 
I mean excited. I, I mean think back. I mean when, when it was just a joy to come to church and just going to see what God was going to be able to do that Sunday or that Wednesday. Revival's liable to break out. Just waiting any moment for it. But now we're praying that it don't because it's going to take up time if it does. I'm just saying that I'm afraid that we have sat and grown cold on the Lord. We've got it made so easy anymore. We've got it made, church. I was preaching the other day, telling my wife this, uh, on the way to church uh, this morning, or on the way home, I was preaching uh, over at the nursing home out of Psalms chapter 11 uh, this past Friday on if the foundations be destroyed, uh, what can the righteous do? And uh, I, was, I was preaching on uh, how our foundation of our nation, how the foundation of the church, how, uh, which is the Lord Jesus Christ and our salvation, how, how they're trying to destroy those things. But what are we to do? And I was talking about trusting God and all those things. And, you know, when you go to the nursing home, you know, there ain't no telling what's going to happen. I've seen milk go flying through the air. I've seen them fight. And, and one, one dear old lady... Uh, while I was preaching, uh, she stopped me. <laughs> Don't you all do that. <laughs> I'll give her a little leeway. <laughs> uh, she stopped me and she said, Preacher, uh, she said, do you think we're going to be under persecution? I said, the Bible said, Yea, and all that shall live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And when I talked about that for a minute and I dealt with the foundations and I got over there to the part, I got over and told about uh, just because we're not suffering persecution today, there are folk in the church that are. Third world countries, communist countries are suffering because of Christianity. We should be excited about what we can do for the Lord. Are you excited about serving the Lord? What has is, what is robbed you of your excitement? What's made you cold? Take your Bible and go to the book of the Revelation, uh, chapter 2. Revelations chapter 2. And he's dealing with the church at Ephesus. Revelations chapter 2. Look in verse 1. So the question is, is why do we grow cold? Because of iniquity and because things get in the way. What's in your way? And what has it robbed you of? Listen, I can remember a time in my life that I would never leave the house if I didn't have a track in my pocket. And I didn't hand them out to everybody that I saw. I may come back home with that track in my pocket. But I was ready. You see what I'm saying? I was ready and and I would talk to folk if God impressed it upon my heart to talk to them. And I'm going to be honest with you, he's beat the fire out of me a time or two for not doing that. I don't know if you've ever been there or not. But do you remember a time when you would serve and you wanted to serve him with fervor? You wanted to serve him with heat? Look in Revelations 2 and verse 1. Under the angel of the church at Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. 
I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how thou canst not uh, bear them which are evil and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not and hast found them liars and hast borne and hast patience and for my name's sake hast labored and hast and hast not fainted. Seems like the church at Ephesus is doing pretty good, ain't it? I mean, if we just read the first three uh, uh, verses... I mean, he said, I, I know your patience, I know your works and your labor. You can't bear them that are evil. You've tried them. you found them liars. You've borne out some things. Uh, uh, you've laid up under the load. You've had patience. Uh, uh, and for my name's sake, you've labored and not fainted. You've kept on going. Seems like that would be pretty good, don't it? You know, sometimes when we get to thinking we're doing pretty good, we're, we're really backing up at that point. There's one thing I do not ever want to think about is that in myself I'm doing good. I want the Lord to be happy with what I'm doing. But I don't want to ever think that I've done good enough. But notice what he said in the next verse, in verse 4. Out of everything that they've done, he said in verse 4, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place except thou repent. So even a church that he had told them everything that they had done and in the first three verses seems like they had done a good job I, I was bearing up under some things. He said I do have somewhat against you. Why? Because you left your first love. I've got a message that I've probably only preached one or two times out of this verse here. The church at Ephesus was, was serving more out of duty than they were out of desire. And, and I'm afraid, if, if we're not careful, that I serve uh, more out of duty than I do out of desire. Because it's my job. Yes, it's my job, but it should be my desire uh, to want to serve God. It should be your desire to want to serve God. He said, remember therefore from whence thou art fallen. And repeat, you know what he said? Think back. Remember from where you're fallen. If you're going to remember something, you're going to have to go back. Remember from where you're fallen. Remember where all this went wrong and uh, where, where things went bad at and you quit serving like you should and uh, your heart changed. What happened? What happened? He said, remember from whence thou art fallen and repent. So that means you've got to turn away from the direction that you're going and turn toward the Lord. You've got to have a change of mind and a change of heart. He said, and do the first works. Go back to what you were doing before. Go back. If I could encourage me and you to do something tonight, it would be to go back to that place to where we were serving God with fervor and with heat. And we were not cold. I know life gets involved with us and we get involved in life. But sometimes you just got to stop that. If you're too busy, if I'm too busy to serve God, then I'm too busy. 
You know, that's why, ain't that what I say about coming to church? If you're too, and I know you're here tonight, and I'm so glad you're here. If you're too busy, come church. If folks too busy, come church. They're too busy. And they need to slow down and stop. Because we need to serve the Lord. I want you to think back. And maybe, listen, this may not affect you tonight. You may be exactly where you need to be. And if you are, that's good. I want you to be there and I want you to stay there. But if you ain't, I want you to come tonight. Let's, let's bow our heads tonight if we would.